Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. I want to welcome you to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast. And today we have Regan Hillier. Regan is a serial entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and a mindset coach. And you've been doing some incredible things, uh, Regan. It's great to have you on today's show. How are you? I'm so well. Thank you so much, Mark. It's really great to be here. Yeah, it's really great to have you. I, I've seen, like personally, I've been seeing your journey unfold and I must admit, I almost kind of just want to start with how have you done it? Like, how have you evolved and how have you drawn so many people like to you and really manifest everything that you're about? Look, I think it's been a ever unfolding journey. And I think it was one thing or one moment, you know, it's just been a, a deep, continuous journey of really going deep within myself and asking myself every single day, what is my mission? What is my purpose? How can I be of more service here on this planet? And then really just taking it step by step, day by day and following those nudges and just really committing to staying in the deepest path of alignment as possible. And I continue to do that. <laughs> I think what you just said there for me is 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 the is the clue I think for for all of us to just really be mindful of which is you acknowledging the fact that as you've gone deeper in you you're then able to go deeper with others and it always starts with self doesn't it it's that exploration and that continual desire and development of self that then brings us into a consciousness that can really then bring it to other people that's right absolutely and look it didn't start with this grand vision of wanting to impact millions of people like it really didn't start there like when i started out i was a broke university student and i just realized you know what i don't want to be on this path and how do i create a life that i actually love what am i here to do on this planet i just want to be happy you know it, it started out with trying to find some answers to those very simple questions about my own life and then it evolved into this grander vision but it's easy to maybe look at my life now and look at my commitment to service now and just know that i've grown into that it didn't start that way in the beginning mm. And you talked about alignment to self. How how do we really find find that balance of aligning to ourselves? Is it a question of saying no to some things so that we can say yes? But how was it for you? How did you align with this since you've been on such a journey yourself? Yeah, well, alignment's interesting, right? Because it's almost such a buzzword, like people are just throwing it around everywhere right now. But I always ask, you know, what are you aligning to? So when I say alignment to myself, what I'm really meaning underneath my words is alignment to my soul. Because we can align to our higher self, we can align to our lower self, we can align to a part of ourself that's really scared. <laughs> there are many parts of ourselves. But if we're deeply committed to bringing ourselves into alignment with the essence of our soul, then we're tapping into what we're here to do on this planet. We're tapping into our highest potential, our highest purpose, our highest mission. 
And so every single day, you know, I, I take some time in the morning and I just put my hand on my heart and I ask myself, how's my soul doing? What does my soul want to experience? What, what's my soul feeling right now? What would my soul love this morning? How would my soul love to start my day? And I, I start my day in that way with that deep connection. And the answers often look very different because the soul is not necessarily logical or what our minds are thinking it's going to be like. But if we start nurturing this relationship, we start living a life coming into alignment with our soul. And then we start creating reflections in our 3D physical reality that reflect back our deep relationship with our own soul. I love that. And I, I feel like in terms of that, we're very much aligned because for me, everything starts with self. I think before we can be of any contribution, any benefit, the the, the knowing of self and belonging to self, because we all want to belong, don't we? We all want to experience love and we want to be liked. But I think until we like ourselves, until we love ourselves, until we belong to ourselves, can we really make that? And I really can see like what you're saying there about like knowing self and actually taking the time like to listen and people don't do that do they no they don't do that and you must take the time you must craft these moments of time to actually listen you know i love using the formula you listen you trust and then you act right because so many people want to follow the guidance of their soul but they're not creating the space to listen. And if you start creating space, which can be one or two minutes, where you just tune in like, wait, what am I really feeling about this right now? Is this left or this right? Is this up or is this down? Is this person someone good to go into a deeper conversation with or not? And you'll, you'll be surprised how quickly the answers come. You know, your soul knows within the first three seconds, the mind then comes in and analyzes with the pros and the cons and the ups and the downs, and this makes logical sense or not, but your soul knows, and we all have access to that gut feeling. How many times have you had a gut feeling? You know, uh, someone invites you to the party and deep down you're like, oh, I just don't want to go. And then someone says, oh, but it's going to be amazing. You know, it's going to be amazing food and the best people are going to be there. You're going to be missing out if you don't go. And so you convince yourself to go. And then what happens? You have the worst night ever. And the whole time you're walking around going, I knew it. I shouldn't have come. So we need to listen. Then we need to trust that feeling and then actually act upon it. And sometimes we don't listen. And so you reflect back as to why not. And sometimes you listen, but you don't trust that, yeah, you knew the answer to that. And then you don't act upon it. So you get curious, why not? What pulled me away from that? And it's just like, call it the soul gym, right? We're constantly in this exploration of, of going deeper and, and learning when we fall out of alignment so that we can use that polarity to come back into even deeper alignment. Mm, so good. Reminds me of a t-shirt I bought when I lived in America. Uh, I was only there for like four months or so. Um, but I saw this t-shirt and it said, uh, sorry, I'm late. I didn't really want, want to come. And I just, I just think, you know, it's so, so true, isn't it? That we need to trust what it is that we actually want. But that comes by actually taking the time. It becomes an habitual practice that we do day after day. And you're obviously living in that because it's something that you're feeling, sensing, you're tuning in to self and then from that being able to make decisions and that's when life gets exciting it absolutely is because life is wild when you're listening to your soul like i said earlier your soul is non-logical you know your soul is going to tell you to go right when you've never gone right before when no one in your family's gone right before when everyone else has been like why would you go right that is crazy your soul is like go right and then you do it and then so much unlocks in your life but more than often it's it's non-logical do you still have moments, Regan, where you feel something, you really feel, but then your brain does cause 
um, a distraction or, or a pause? Or do you just really just tap into what you feel? Um, or do you, do you sometimes allow your brain to kind of check you? Yeah, my brain still comes in for sure. I, you know, often I'll have this deep feeling like, yeah, it's this or it's that, or I need to do this, or I know it's that, right? And I, I know how to recognize that feeling. I know where it, where it accesses in my body. And then, yeah, the mind will come and attempt to convince me out of it or tell me why that's a really crazy idea. And, you know, I think the cool part is that if you recognize this, you can tag it as the mind and realize that you're not your mind people say oh you know my mind you're not your mind it is the mind and you're able to actually step back and observe it tag it and then see look is there useful information from my mind or is it simply just my mind attempting to process this information and if you can kind of have an observer seat around this and and look at yourself from this perspective then you don't get lost in the trap of the mind the mind is like a crystalline diamond and we need to we need to hire our mind it needs to be working for us not the other way around and most people are just their minds are controlling them but actually if we are utilizing the mind as a crystalline computer processing system to help us process information that's amazing so many people in you know spirituality and meditation they say like oh you know the goal is to have no thoughts anymore and completely transcend your ego and like release the mind and i disagree like we need our mind it's here for a reason like we would just be floating around otherwise we wouldn't be able to process everything but are we getting lost in the processing so it's a nice practice to you know tag the mind be like oh interesting the mind is going crazy right now and take a step back and then see what happens mm, yeah working with your mind and and your body because sometimes we we fight our own body too especially if it's sick or it's not you know acting the way that it should it's not recovering or responding so i like the fact that you're saying actually work with it and the mind is so powerful like it can imprison and it can and it can liberate. Uh, so I'm glad that you said that. Now, one of your one of your things that you say, and I've seen it throughout a lot of uh, your literature and the things that you that you market is you can absolutely have it all. Where where does that come from? I'd love to hear if there's a story about what what is it about that that just really resonates with you. Yeah, you know, this came from really early on in my own journey. And I had a lot of, I guess, mentors and teachers early on who were teaching and preaching basically the opposite of this. And they were saying, you know, yeah, you can you can have it all, but not all at once. Even Oprah actually has a quote that says that you can have it all, just not all at once. And I started just asking myself, I was like 18, 19 years old, and I'm like, why not? Like, why not? Like, there was something that moved me about these statements where it was like, even from my childhood, focus on one thing and do it well. I was like, why can't we focus on all the things and do them really well? Why? And so I just remember sitting there asking myself these questions and just realizing that maybe, maybe, maybe those statements were wrong. And maybe we're not humans in different compartments where our health is separate from our relationships, which is separate from our money. Like maybe we're holistic beings having a very interconnected experience within ourselves and with the universe and the external world. And I just started playing with it. I started saying, you know what, what, what would happen if I just started saying to myself, well, maybe I can have it all in my terms in whatever way that looks like. Maybe if I elevate my relationships, I'll also elevate my money. And maybe if I elevate my money, I'm gonna elevate my health. And what if it all just got even better than I could ever expect? And I, it was almost like an experiment. You know, I just started playing with it. 
and my life started changing really fast. And I started noticing that if there was ever a trade-off on one area of life to the other, I was like, I don't want that trade-off. It's a scarcity mindset. That's a trade-off where it's like, okay, you know, I can have great health, but that's going to jeopardize my relationships so or vice versa. I can make all the money in the world, but be really unhappy. Like, no, like, <laughs> so I just started playing with it, but it really came from a lot of people telling me the opposite of that and something it's like that feeling of the soul that we talked about, right? Something just didn't sit right in my body. I was like, I don't know if that's true. Mm. And, and would you say that you kind of, it's kind of like a bit of a, uh, a red flag to a bull when somebody says you know regan you can't do like you can't do something and there's limitations is that almost like is that kind of the bait that people need to put towards you to get you to respond and to to challenge some of this some of this thinking I think there definitely was some of that, especially at that age. It was very much like, oh really? <laughs> Let me show you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's interesting how you kind of like we're just in a place of experiments. You didn't put like this pressure or this stress on yourself to, to try and make it work, but just was curious. It's curiosity, isn't it? That really kind of drove you there. Yeah, it's definitely curiosity. And so many people, and I've also fallen into this myself. So many people try and create from this place of stress and pressure. But when you do that, your whole system goes into contraction and we can be in expansion or we can be in contraction, but we can't be in both at the same time. So people are either living their life from contraction and, and they have fear and they're worried and they're stressed and they're like, oh, I have to make this work. And the crazy thing is, is that you can still manifest that way. You can still create a really great life that way, but at what cost, you know? And, and then you hit plateaus where it's like you just can't push it any further and I also learned that because I was in that frequency for many years of my life my my first company I was 23 years old it generated just over a million dollars in its first year but I did it from this place I wasn't sleeping I was living off coffee like I was it was crazy it was absolutely crazy and I did it but at what cost right and then I started realizing like okay maybe there's this different way maybe there's this expanded way maybe there's this surrendered way where I can manifest and co-create with the universe and actually come into a greater place of expansion but a big key to that is curiosity rather than again the mind going this is how it has to be and attempting to control every step of the process versus getting curious about how much better it potentially could be and how much easier it could always get mm. love that beautiful i wanted to ask you because i'm always fascinated by human behavior and i'm always curious like to look under the hood a little bit now, why was it a dream of yours to become a top mindset coach before you were 30? What was it about that that you thought, you know, I actually want I want to achieve this? Look, I think it happened very organically. It mm -hmm. happened very organically. You know, in the beginning, I never set out to be a coach. I, I, I really didn't. You know, I was working on myself, like we talked about, and asking these questions around, like, how do I just be happy and create a life that I loved. And I started, you know, going to all these courses and all these seminars and learning all these different like strategies. I was going to a lot of wealth creation seminars in Australia and New Zealand at the time. And I was doing everything that the people on stages told me to do. I was investing with money I didn't have. And I was learning everything. I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to trade dot-com businesses. I'm going to learn sales and marketing. I'm going to learn real estate, even though there's no way I could afford to buy a property. Like, I was learning all these different strategies, right? And as I went into that, I was getting further and further into personal debt. And I was like, 
using credit cards to pay off the other credit cards and then them to pay off the loan and like shuffling everything around right and i got to this place where i was over six figures in personal debt and i said to one of my mentors his name was simon he was probably about 65 years old at the time and i said simon like it's not working you know maybe i'm not cut out for this maybe this is just a big dream maybe i should really like get a nine to five job and just go down the path that society and my parents thought i would be going down you know, nothing's clicking into place. And Simon said to me, like, Regan, do you realize that whatever you're creating in your life, it's 80% internal, and then 20% what you then do on the outside, 20% the strategy. And I said, what What do you mean by internal? What do you mean by this 80%? He's like, this is my point. You don't even know what it means, let alone you're not doing anything about it. So that threw me down a whole different path of, of conditioning myself from the inside out of NLP, of hypnosis, of going then deeper into energy work and then into shamanic work and then sound frequency and so many pieces, right? But when I started actually fusing all of that internal work with the external work, my life started changing. And what was interesting at the time is that over these couple of years, people have been watching me and they were watching me being this super confused, broke university student. And I'm sure they're all talking and laughing at me behind my back, some of them directly to my faces, but they also saw my transition and they saw when things started clicking and changing in my life. And some of my friends and people around me started coming to me and saying like, Regan, I've, I've noticed like you look happier. I've noticed like you've changed your body. I've noticed you've started these businesses and they're now working and you're making money. Like, what are you doing? How are you doing it? And so I started telling them, I was like, well, these are the things that I do every day. And I realized I had these fears and this is how I dealt with it. And I started sharing really the internal work, right? Just from my heart, just sharing it totally for free, right? And then the weirdest thing happened, people started coming back and they started thanking me. And some of them were crying and they started saying, you know, you don't understand, you've completely changed my life. I started doing the things that you've said, like, how can I repay you for this? And I felt the weirdest feeling, Mark, it's like, I couldn't. I couldn't figure out what it was in my body. And I realized later I felt a sense of purpose. And that was really my shift where I shifted between this just self and how do I just be happy and live my life to hang on, I actually want to help people. And I didn't really know what that looks like. And then I realized I kind of fallen into the coaching world. <laughs> I kind of fallen into that, that kind of role, if you like. But if someone had said, you know, would you like to be a coach? I'm like, What's that? <laughs> I didn't go and, you know, do a life coaching certification. It happened very organically and very naturally. And so as I went deeper into that pathway and I started helping more people and I started leveraging their work, I just felt so lit up and so on purpose. I was like, yeah, I want to be one of the best in the world at helping people this way. So yeah, it was a very organic journey <laughs> and still is. Yeah. And again, it's all going back to, to self, uh, relationship with self and how beautiful that in your own exploration of your own soul and your mind, uh, it took you on a journey that you were just then in tune with you. And then actually people started to be affected by, by what what you were sharing because it, it came from a place of, of purity and just resonance within your own within your own spirit, right? Yeah, and it was authentic. And I think that's such a big key for people. You know, if you're really tapping into what you love and what are your natural gifts and talents and what is the true authentic expression of you and your message and your dharma and what you're here to share with the world i mean you can't go wrong the, the universe will literally support you in figuring it out the right people will show up in front of you synchronicities will start happening magic will unfold but when it's coming from that place of just 
being you and being really authentic versus if you're trying to be something that you're not and everyone's told you, oh, you should do this, you're great at that, and you're trying to force that, it's it's a lot harder. (laughs) Mm, Definitely. I want to ask you about about your work. So I wanted to ask you about some of your own unique mindset tools. Are you able to share a couple of those with us? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I developed a method called the energetic architecture method, which is a very interesting method because it's a series of guided activations, which could be seen as a cross between visualization and meditation, but it's a little bit different once you experience it. And how this method works is that when I guide people through this, which can be individually or in a group or online, however format you like, uh, we're using the mind, as we talked about earlier, as this crystalline diamond processing system to then access the energetic field of information that's around us. So what most, pe- most people know that we have a mindset, for example, we have a physical body, we have an emotional body, but we also have this energetic body that's around us. And it's one of the biggest things holding people back because most people don't understand how to clear their energetic body, how to upgrade their energetic body, how to work with the structures within it. So within a structures that which are around us, which you can start seeing actually with with certain types of photography, you can start measuring actually auras and people's energetic field beyond that and beyond any color of someone's aura or field is the structure of our reality, which is made up of vibration and frequency. And as you go deeper into your own energetic structure, you start noticing that different wave patterns and frequencies, I guess, clump together to form pieces of information within ourselves, even if we can't see it, they're there, which then reflect out into our physical reality. So if someone's just doing all the mindset work in the world and they're not working on their energetic field, it's going to slow down their process or they're just not going to create what they want to create in their life. So my processes basically help them, yes, with their mindset and their emotion and through the physical body. And then we also go in and update the energetic system so that it's coming into coherence and alignment with actually what someone would want to create in their life. Mm, okay. And what would you t- what would you kind of explain that that energy really looks like? What does it really look like? Our energy. Well, everyone has this field around them, right? And when you go in at a deeper level to the structure of reality, the way I experience it is, it's like different sets of codes, right? So it's like you you could say like, okay, there's there's a there's a clump of information, a pocket of information, which is creating a code. Now that code can be really useful or really not useful. That code, for example, could be all of the stored trauma and fear from your mother that was never processed in her life. That's now in your energetic field. That's actually holding you back from the financial abundance that you're looking to activate, right? Mm-hmm. Or it could be a really amazing template and code, which is sitting there, this pocket of information again, which is um, allowing you to manifest a certain amount of money, which you're now creating in your business, right? And so it's not that codes are good or bad. It's just that we have all of them and we need to clear and we need to update and we can actually bring in new information as well into the energetic field. This happens automatically. You know, if you, let's say you're working with a mentor, and you meet with them in person and um, you sit next to them and all of a sudden you just feel different. I think many people have had that experience. Be like, wow, I just met this person. They didn't really say anything to me, but I just feel different. I feel good after meeting them, right? There's actually an energetic transfer of information which takes place, which is why it's so powerful getting around people that you love or admire or you want to learn from 
um, yes, on the internet, it still happens. There's this transmission, but in, in person, it's like even more amplified and even more powerful. So this is going on all the time. And if we actually understand, wow, actually I have some control over this and using specific tools and techniques and processes, I can update this information. Then again, you're creating more coherence in your system, which really means that you're becoming a vibrational match at a higher frequency of what you're looking to call in so that what you want to manifest, manifests faster and with more ease and with more grace. So would you say that you would maybe decide some of the people that you decide to work with or have a friendship or relationship with uh, based on based on their energy alone? Is that is that very much like? Yeah, of I have people in my life. Absolutely. Um, sometimes, you know, I might I might go to some sort of social event and I connect with someone and I can I can feel their energetic field and I don't know anything about them. I don't know their name. I don't know what they do for a living. I don't know who they are, but I'm like, hi like <laughs> we're definitely meant to be friends like i can feel your vibe i can feel your energy you're a good person for me to be around and i think we all have that intuitive instinct even if maybe we don't have the full awareness of everything that's happening in the energetic system and the field we know like we know when we find our people and when we find our tribe and when we find people that are also amazing to learn from like you, you feel resonance you might feel goosebumps on your body you might just have a knowing within your gut like we all have this human processing system where it's like wow there's a good exchange of information going on right now mm, beautiful love that now I think I saw that you help people change their life in three months. Is that is that right? Um, and and if so, how how do we change our life in three months? Because that's uh, that really took uh, took my interest. <laughs> I'm not sure what you sh what you saw, but you definitely we could create a lot of change in three months. <laughs> I actually have a book called um, "Change Your Life in Three Minutes," <laughs> so you might have even seen that. <laughs> Maybe it's um, that. Maybe it was three <laughs> minutes. Yes. Could have been three minutes. Well, um, basically, you can do a lot with three months. Yeah, <laughs> you can do a lot with three months. That's a lot of <laughs> lot of clumps of three minutes. <laughs> um, I mean, if you have three minutes, the concept around that really is that any inner work that you're going to do and focus on, if you just spent three minutes a day every single day for the rest of your life, you will completely change your life. There's this concept out there that. In order to change your life and if you're going to work on yourself you don't have enough time because you need to spend hours and you need to sit in a cave and meditate and you need to go to all these events for weeks and weeks and weeks on end but no like three minutes a day really i promise you if you can commit and that might literally be tuning in okay what does my soul desire today let me live from that place how am i right now whoa okay i have a lot of fear in my body let me breathe that out could be that right? Okay. I'm feeling like my mind's going crazy. Okay. Let me journal and just write down all my thoughts for three minutes. Whew, okay. I feel better now. Right. And so it can be very, very simple things, but if you commit to three minutes every single morning for the rest of your life, I promise you like things are going to change really, really, really fast. Love that. I'm going to have to just be really vulnerable and honest here, Regan, right? My writing is so bad that I actually thought I'd wrote months and it is actually minutes <laughs> well look i also i have three month courses i have 90 day containers i'm like you could have seen anything like of course we could create a lot of change in 90 days too <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you probably do an awful lot in three months yeah. <laughs> yeah now i know one of the other things you do is is around personal branding so how are you helping experts like uncover their true message and launch a, a real powerful personal brand 
For sure. So, you know, when people hear the word branding, they think that I probably teach a whole lot of secret social media strategies and like what colors to use on your website, but I get people really deep into the essence of their soul. And that's where the brands come from. That's where the true authentic expression out there on the internet and, and through the businesses ripple through. And so if anyone's listening to this and, and they would, they would love to start tapping into their message and maybe going deeper into their personal brand. I love just asking people, okay, if you had a speakerphone or a megaphone, you're on the edge of a cliff and you could say anything in a couple of sentences to the entire world and all the people that were meant to hear you and receive you were going to hear you and all the people that didn't agree with you they're not even going to hear you like what would you say to the entire world you've got one shot got one opportunity and i want it in a sentence or two and some people are like oh it's this right and others are like whoa okay i have no idea in which case you can sit down and be like well Maybe I'd say this, maybe I'd say that, maybe it's this, maybe it's that until you get to that piece where you have literally goosebumps all over your body and you're like, that's what I would say. There's nothing else to say. Like that is it. Right. And so I love people getting people to the core of their essence, the core of what their soul wants to express out into the world. And then from that place, the brand is created from that place. The content gets unleashed from that place. We start crafting, you know, the websites and the social media and all the good expressions of that. But that only works. All those external things only work when it's coming from this deep soul led place, not from a place of, you know, here's what everyone expects me to say, or here's what I've been saying for the last 20 years. So I'll just say the same thing, or, you know, here's what's needed in the market because I did some market research and the statistics say that there's this really great opportunity here. Like that means nothing if it's out of alignment with your soul. So what is your essence? What is that heartbeat that's pulsating through your soul? And then once you start having that as your pillar, you can express that out into the world. And I also let people know, like, try one on and play with it. If, if you, you're not pouring concrete on this, you can change it. You can express this out into the world. And then a month later be like, actually it's more like this, right? And update it, change it, go left, go right, go up, down. It doesn't matter, right? You can, you can play with it, but it's about really firstly getting people to that core essence. Mm. I have one final question, but I, I feel like it will change maybe some of the shift where we're at. So before I do that, Obviously, we're talking about energy and you're very intuitive anyway. And obviously, you're in tune with self. So I just kind of want to just give you an opportunity just to share anything that you feel intuitively that you feel like we need to hear right now from you. Mm, thank you. Yeah, well, I feel right now for everyone tuning into this, that it's just such a beautiful reminder if we gather up all these pieces from this transmission that you really can have it all in your life. And this is an invitation for you to really step back and take stock of like, where have you maybe been trading off one piece for another, one area of life for the other, or telling yourself like, well, you know, it would be great if I had this, but that would be impossible to have also this, 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 and this, and this, right? And so this is your permission slip and your opportunity to really anchor in the next level of abundance in your life. You know, the statement, you can have it all is not just some little tagline like we talked about, like, it is a code of abundance, right? It's going to start activating all of the energetic information associated to living a really powerful life of abundance through your field and in your life. And so simply by claiming that, simply by choosing that, simply by saying, you know what? Now I get to live the habit of life in whatever way that looks like for you. And you get to own that boldly through the expression of your soul. The more this is going to ripple through your reality. And the most beautiful thing is that when you do that, I promise you, 
it's going to ripple through other people's reality. You're going to have friends and family members and people that are watching you that you don't even know are watching you, that you will become their permission slip and you will become a light for them. And you will become the person where they turn around and be like, well, if they can do it, then why not me? We're all human, right? Right. Absolutely. Love that. All right. The last question then that I have for you, uh, and I've asked this to a couple of like, um, kind of high achievers uh, and it's kind of been interesting just to uh, hear people's response uh, to this but I thought I've not asked it for a while so I'll ask ask it you if Regan Hilliard didn't exist why would the world need to create her <laughs> such a good question <laughs> the world would need to create her so that people could see an expression of someone just really being them and living from their soul and being totally unapologetic as she went about her life. Um, the world would need to create her so that other people could have this permission slip um, to really tap into a beautiful, abundant life. And so that people can see that like, wow, you know what, it, it is possible and it can be fun and it can be easy and you can live a beautiful, powerful, extraordinary life with some of the most amazing people in the world and have family and loved ones around you as well. Yeah, I think that would be a good reason for creating Regan. <laughs> and I, I think even you having the ability to actually even answer that just kind of really epitomizes you know, the core of what you've really been getting at today, which is all about like knowing self and it coming from that place. And when you yeah. know yourself, then you know the place that you're, you've been planted and where you're there to contribute and to serve and to encourage and to shine a light and to give hope and to show somebody a way forward. And, and obviously you, you're living in that, which is incredible. Yes, it's a blessing. <laughs> Absolutely. Regan, how do people find out more about you? How do they interact? How do you like people to kind of communicate with you? Sure. Yeah. Reganhillier.com is a perfect place to go. And then it's Regan Hillier on all social media platforms and send me a DM and let me know you came from this show and I'll be happy to connect with you. Amazing. Thank you for being a guest on the Brains Magazine podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Cheers. Ciao. Thank you for joining this episode with me, Mark Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.